The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. The first round of their amateur draft last night and um, a bunch of teams have some new players not the Texans they don't have new players but basically everybody got a quarterback yeah everybody who wanted a quarterback got one well Carolina wanted one yeah no okay and I think Denver wanted one but Carolina could have got it could have are there teams where you're like, I don't know how I feel about that guy, and then a certain team takes him, and you're like, oh, I bet he's better than I thought he was? There's certain franchises. Now, it also depends a lot on position. Like, if the Steelers take a wide receiver tonight, that guy's going to be a player. They don't miss on second, third round wide receivers. I mean, very rarely. Here's Fred Power and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Our number freaking four, 713-780, ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page, find the Blitz, click like, send a message, Aaron will read it, Twitter's at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975, you can text the show, you know the number for that, watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975, and uh, if you missed the first three hours, hell I did too. Uh, but we're here uh, filling in for uh, John and Lance today, and they will fill in for us this afternoon so Lance can get some sleep uh, after being up all night. And uh, so just one-time switch, but having a lot of fun and a lot of draft talk, believe it or not. And here we are in hour number four. I think I'm going to make it. All right, 10.02. Ah, let's go, baby. That's a record early. That's a record time. But it's also three, hour, three hours into the show. It wouldn't have happened if, in a I mean, normal show. he's had show. three already. Mm, no. Yeah, you had one at eight fifty three. Oh, one at nine oh two, and then now that. One. Well, that's my first powerful one. Yeah, yes. that, that's the first one I actually heard. Yeah, there's something about this versus coffee. Coffee will get it there, but not like this, baby. Not uh, like this juice, this crunk juice. Yeah, I was debating dumping some vodka in this, but I think uh, so it's early even for me. <laughs> I've got some it. highway vodka in here if you want. Uh, so we still got some Eighth Wonder back here. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm going to make it. I still have work to do when I get home, too. That's the other problem. But, uh, yeah, a uh, lot, of, lot of draft talk. Just to recap some stuff, we uh, went over like the trade the Cowboys made with the Eagles and how it was kind of uh, everybody doing the right thing in that spot. We've talked about Trey Lance going to the Niners and um, how we think, you know, I, I, I think I like the situation he's going to. I think it'll work out. Uh didn't hate what the Bears did, even though I'm not the biggest Justin Fields guy. I think that was a good gamble for them. And uh, Peyton Turner, UH, going in the first round to the uh, Saints. And we talked about that a little bit. Really good character guy, good physical guy. Uh, only question is, you know, competition. And he only played five games last year. So. What are we doing with the Packers? And by the way, the Packers, uh, who... 
I'll throw it out there. They took a guy that I was kind of hoping Buffalo might take. I, and I'm, Buffalo is is one of the few teams, I think, in sort of a luxury position where they were just able to let the draft come to them. And they've got a pretty good roster, so they could just, well, who, who do we feel like we want? Like, give me, give me a, I think they were looking for a high upside guy. The Packers took Eric Stokes right before him, the, the big corner out of uh, Georgia, who I, I kind of wanted the Bills to get at 30. So I like the Packers pick, but it still feels like, I mean, the Packers right now just feel like they're in shambles because here's what I will say. Aaron Rodgers, more so than Deshaun Watson, certainly, feels like he could, if if Aaron Rodgers walked away from football right now, it's not like he'd ever want for anything again. I mean, he's he's got more opportunities. He's got... He could go host Jeopardy. Yeah, and, or, he, or he, and, could, he could replace, um, I mean, he could, Drew Brees already got a bunch of money to yeah. do an, uh, analysis. It, so. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need football anymore. Deshaun Watson needs football right now. And, and masseuses. And he, yeah, how else is going to finance all these massages? Aaron Rodgers doesn't need football, so he could just say, you know what, I'm out. And it may be a situation where, Eventually, the the Packers are like, all right, well, I'll just go. Or there could always be speculation over which which team is going to, you know, come out of the woodwork to to be the next suitor for Aaron Rodgers, and that would last a few years. Even if he, I mean, hell, we still talked about Andrew Luck maybe coming back. Yeah, that was like, and he's been retired two years already. So, uh, but that that could be the case with Aaron Rodgers. But it doesn't. It feels like the Packers are in a really tough spot right now. And I guess you could also look at it as well. If Aaron Rodgers gives them the finger, then it's a good thing they drafted Jordan Love, right? But then it comes back to, well, do you think that Jordan Love can play? Uh, And there's no way to know, right? I mean, they would know better than anybody else, but realistically, the, the, and we talked about this a little earlier in the show with rookie quarterbacks last year. No training camp, no preseason, none of that stuff. Um, you you got behind. And so I don't know whether Jordan Love would have developed at all, but he was never going to get on the field. So who knows? This year, at least he'll get a camp, yeah. th- theoretically. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm assuming that it's going to be a more normal schedule, but it wasn't for the draft. You know, we didn't have a combine. We didn't have any of that. Nope. So... Uh, I I do think it was odd that there were Jordan Love trade rumors a couple of weeks ago, like Jordan Love to the Patriots. Speaking of the Patriots, do you, do you change your opinion of Mac Jones now? I mean, uh, listen, I, I, I'm not a Mac Jones hater. I, I've said all along, I just think Mac Jones is a very safe guy. Like, I, I think that he is going to be a solid but unspectacular quarterback. Being with the Patriots gives him an upside that, you wouldn't think he he would have had otherwise because let's face it, Tom Brady was a he, he projected to be a certainly not a spectacular quarterback, certainly not the greatest quarterback of all time, but he found the right system. And Mac Jones has a lot of the traits that, and really a lot of the flaws that a lot of quarterbacks aren't able to overcome, like being not just like a. I'll just say it bluntly: Mac Jones is a bad athlete. Like, he's not an athletic dude. Tom Brady is a bad athlete, but 
they were able his system was able to overcome that and cover up those flaws and if 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 Belichick can turn Mac Jones into 60% of what Tom Brady's been that's a massive success and the fact that the Patriots didn't have to move up to get the guy they wanted yeah and you know it's who they wanted because they're they're one of the few teams where their pick was in about three seconds after it was their turn. Yeah, yeah. It was like, okay, yep, you guys knew I, it. I appreciate that. They don't mess I do around. Too. You know? uh, but they basically said, yeah, this is who we wanted. Yeah, so what? We got them. Boom. So I, I they they they, uh, they had no intentions of jumping up to get the, this guy, and I think they played it the right way and got the guy they wanted without moving up. All right. 713-780-ESPN. Uh, asymmetric S and can we go over some derby props on my bookie? I tell you what, pull up the ones you want to want to throw out there, and after AJ makes his winning picks and Aaron makes his winning picks, and I make my picks that I spent all this time working on that probably won't hit. Uh, you know, I'll be happy to hit some props for you. There, there are some cool ones on there, by the way, but uh, you know, especially uh, horse versus horse matchups. I like that kind of stuff. And Aaron, and unlike the golf thing. If I pick a horse, you can have the same horse. It's it's I, I'm, it's okay if we share a horse on okay. this thing, like because I haven't seen Fred's, and Fred actually put work into his, so I don't want to pick a horse like in a draft style that Fred wants. That, that's not fair to Fred, who actually does work on this. I'm just gonna I picked four horses, three that I think are legit uh, gonna could win it, and one that's kind of a long shot, twenty to one, a long shot. But I, I so I, that's the way I did it, and I don't know what you've got, Fred. I think I think you've got the I've same, got, right? You've I've got, got three on your ticket and then a long shot. Uh, well, actually, I have two long shots okay. and a favorite on the ticket. Okay, so I have three. So we're we doing four horses. Well, I I've just got four that I want to discuss. Okay, and when I say discuss, I want to say their names, and I want you to tell me if I'm an idiot for liking them or if they'll if they actually have a chance based on my uh, handicapping by feel. There's a there's almost nobody that I'm going to call you an idiot for. Okay. Because you know that that's the nature of this. You, you got a bunch of that. You, you got to think of these guys as teenagers, and some of them in the last month have probably gone through puberty. Okay, and so maybe they were ugly and short and not very effective, and then all of a sudden, zing! So a lot of what they've done might not might not apply. But I, I, I will say the the horse that I like best going in. Uh, Drew the rail. And what does that mean? Number one? Number one. And basically, no horse has won from the rail since uh, AJ was born, 1986. I was born in, in 1986. I was already alive. I was six okay. years old. All right. Well, there. But, uh, well, Aaron wasn't. But anyway, uh, 1986. And the problem is when you're down on the rail, uh, other horses will get past you and come over and you get shuffled back. And suddenly you got to go around, you know, 15 horses while you're stuck with dirt in your face and everything else. And this guy, his running style, he's probably, that's exactly what's going to happen to him unless they make him use up all his early speed. So I was going into this race planning. Have you thrown him out because of the rail? Thing? I haven't thrown him out. I've just gone in a different direction. Okay. I'm not doing trifectas this year. I'm doing exactas and I'm keying my two long shots. So, uh, but I'll use him. And he may still win. I bet we share a long shot. I'm okay with that. You know, if if, if the right long shot wins, I'm happy I to got share. A, I got a good feeling about the one I picked. Okay, I was down to two of them, and I, I, I think I think we've uh, we may be on the same one. All right. Well, the one that I picked doesn't have as cool of a name as the other one, 
but I just I it, it drew me to it. I said, okay, that's the one. Okay, well, we will uh, discuss when we come back. Aaron will give his. And, yeah, if you got some props you want to throw out there, uh, put them on the Twitch. All righty. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. You're listening to the Blitz. Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. Featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. I don't know what this is, but I like it. Uh, all right, so we're just play a little game. Are we all? Are we picking three? Or are we picking four? You tell me. Well, I, I'll. Uh, I, I guess I'll just stick with three, and then I'll. I'll ask you about my long shot, and and I. But I. I do think my long shot's got a chance, and I might put twenty bucks on him. All right. Um. I. I actually. So I, my three horses. Well, uh, you want to go first, or do you no, want to me, save yours? Yeah, for let, the me, end? let me go last because yeah, I want that, to get into that. Some... Makes the most sense. All right, so I'm, I'll ask you about my horses, and, and you tell me what you think. Uh, first, I'll talk about my long shot, dynamic one, twenty to one. Uh, he's an interesting horse. I'm, I'm using him in my, in my exacta plays. Um, only, you know, he he got beat by a stablemate who was seventy to one in the Wood Memorial last race, but I think his running style fits here well. Uh, so there are worse twenty to one shots. Well, the other twenty to one that I looked at was King Fury. That is, he has a cooler name. I love King Fury. Okay, well, maybe I I'm, love. Maybe King I picked Fury. the wrong one. Okay, so here are the three, and this one the odds are a little short for me, so I may not play much on him. But Rock Your World five to one. Yeah, Rock Your World is probably the speed of the race, and not going to surprise me at all if if a pace duel doesn't develop, which I, I think it's about. 50-50. If he, he gets the lead and coasts early, then he's going to be hard to catch, even even by the uh, even by the favorite. So, I mean, to me, he's sort of a, I don't want to say all-or-nothing horse. I think he either wins or finishes fifth. Okay. So don't play win-play show on this one. I, yeah, I mean, I think. Because that's normally how I play. Yeah, I, I, I think if, if you're going to play him, play him to win. Okay. What about Medina Spirit, 15-1? to 1? Uh, it's a Baffert horse, so he'll be drugged out of his mind. That's good, uh, right? Yeah, that's good. If you want a horse who's doesn't win. Baffert win? Oh yeah, he wins. Uh, but this is like his fifth or sixth string horse. Okay. Uh, and now I think what what is going to be interesting here, and it does affect your other horse, when they raced in the Santa Anita Derby, Rock Your World got to the lead, and Medina Spirit just kind of chased him around the track. I think he's going to try to get ahead of him this time. Okay. And if he does, it might cook them both off. But this horse, uh, his only losses have come to... Life is Good was another Baffert horse that he ran second behind twice. That was supposed to be Baffert's super horse, and it got hurt or drugged up, whichever. And uh, and then the Rocky World race, he was actually favored against Rocky World last time out. So I could easily see him turning the tables here. So nothing wrong with him. So when I looked at these, I said, okay... Who's my winner? Who's my champion? 
And I, I gave a good look at their names, and I landed on him. And the name just drew me in. Okay. And I said, this is the horse. Mandaloon. Mandaloon is an interesting long shot here. Uh, he was favored in the in the uh, fairground, uh, Louisiana Derby last time out and just ran a dull race. Everything he did before that, he was on pace to be one of the favorites in this race. You're getting 15-1, to 1, and if you can just throw out that last race, I could see him being a part of it. He's another one. Like I said, I'm spreading deep in the exact this year. He's another one I'm keen with my two horses. Okay. So, so I think Mandaloon is probably my favorite. I'm I'm gonna put a good chunk on Mandaloon. Uh I'm gonna put some to win. Only to win on uh on Rock Your World. Okay. I think I'm gonna do win play show on Medina Spirit. And I think I'll I'll put a little win play show on uh on the uh dynamic one. And maybe I might put some on King Fury too. You might have convinced me because I like that horse's mm. name. Give me a couple of minutes and I'll I'll sell you a little okay. harder. All right, Aaron. Aaron. So you're taking we're taking four horses then, right? Well, I mean, I or three. I, I took Let, three. Let's take four. You, cause, okay, yeah, because you can use you can use dynamic one as your fourth. Okay. Uh, my first one that I picked was highly motivated. Okay. Okay, that's a that's a, a solid pick. Uh, Chad Brown's a really good trainer, and, and he uh, if you like the favorite, the favorite only beat him by a neck. In the bluegrass last time out, when he made the lead pretty easily, I don't like the favorite two to one. Who likes the favorite? Yeah, but I also think this horse is a little over bet, but definitely good value at ten to one. Uh, I also had Rock Your World, okay, Midnight Bourbon, okay, and then Hot Rod Charlie is my fourth. Hot Rod Charlie is one of those wise guy horses. Uh, I think he's uh, he ran a big race in the Louisiana Derby. Um, I, I think he might need to be on the lead though, to win. And we talked earlier about, you know, rock your world. And he, I think he might get caught up in that early pace. If he can settle off those horses, legitimate. And, you know, as a two-year-old, he almost beat essential quality in the juvenile, got beat three quarters of a length. And then he came back and only, he's only run two races, lost to Medina spirit in one of them after a bad start. And then he won the Louisiana Derby easy, but I think he's going to be uh, I think he's going to face a little pace pressure here. Is the Louisiana Derby like the? Is it like a a qualifier? It, or yeah, yeah. It's one of the it's one of the biggest points qualifiers. Okay. How so, long ago was that race? Uh, that race was run. So that's the other thing too. Is I like horses that have run more recently than that. Because then they say it's like a forty something days, and it's rare yeah. to win after. A yeah, big race. it's uh, it was on March twenty first, mm-hmm. and that's why the two horses. That I like best, and for those of you who are playing, and those of you who are getting my derby package, I'll have the the exactas with these guys. I'm playing uh, King Fury at twenty to one, and Super Stock at thirty. And I'll, I'll start with with Super Stock. There's a horse that, as a two year old, he uh, basically he ran at Churchill, ran second to King Fury. Ironically enough, hadn't raced since October. Comes back. Uh, at Oakland Park, March 21st, runs fourth behind Concert Tour, who would be one of the favorites in here if he hadn't choked like a dog in the next race. And Concert Tour, very fast horse, ran fourth, but that's his first start since October. He comes back in the Arkansas Derby, one of the key preps, and gets a perfect trip right behind Concert Tour and Cattle River, who is also a very good horse. Those two duel the whole way, and then he coasts by him in the stretch. He does it as easy as he possibly could, Crying for more distance. Third shot, start off the layoff, 30-1. to one. I think he's going to be in the mix. 
and he's number 18. And then the other one that uh, I'm, I'm using is King Fury, who, same thing, pretty good two-year-old. He was really hit and miss. Uh, he had uh, Whenever he tried bet the best horses, he wound up getting his butt kicked. But he also had a couple. Well, I'm going to keep getting spam risk calls. For bleep's sake, stop spamming me. But um, he also had some good wins, including two wins at Churchill, which is key. But his last race, he, he hadn't raced since November, so he came back uh, on April 21st and wins the Lexington for fun. Does it from 10 links off at Keeneland, which it's, it's really hard to pass horses at Keeneland. It's just one of those that you, if you're on the lead and you don't die, you win. Yeah. So he came from off the pace there. He's out of Curland, so I know he can go this far. Kenny McPeak, his trainer, is a guy who always has horses like this hit the board in triple crown races. He's just the, and you're getting 20 to one on him. The, uh, the other horse I, I've, I've got to use essential quality, even though I hate two to one unbeaten. Uh, I, I think he's a really good horse. I just think that this is a very tough spot for him. So I'll take those three and oh, I get one more, huh? Let's see. I'm trying to get somebody different than you guys. Well, who did I pick on the tip sheet? No agenda. Give me the one. There we go. So I got two bombs for you. How about that? All right. And, uh, but yeah, so those, those of you at the package, I have a breakdown of how I'm going to play those exactas in detail. But, you know, I, I basically am hoping the 16 or the 18 hits the board. And if one of them runs first or second, we go on Sizzler. All right. And just for those of you who bought those packages, basically I'm taking that money and I'm going to bet it. And whatever I win profit-wise, I'm going to donate to kids' meals. Oh, good for you. So if I lose, mm. well, sorry. Sorry, children. Uh, we raised enough for you at the golf tournament. Yeah. But no, but any, anything I win, we're just going to uh, ship off to them. So there. Should be fun. All righty. 713. 713- 780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. I also just kind of throw this out on the undercard. Not great stakes races, but there's two of them where I think you can make a lot of money if, if, if we get lucky. So just just teasing ahead on that. All right. That's it. Then we got, we got a whole derby segment in. There it is. And there's everybody contributed. That was fun. But I'm telling you, Mandaloon. I'm, Remember the name, Mandaloon. It, I mean, it is an interesting horse because if you if you can just make an excuse for the last race, I've already excused it. I've I've thrown it out. <laughs> you never saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, if you just if you can just say, you know what, I'm drawing. All up. you got to do is not watch uh, the last race. Uh, well, but you know what, or any race. But but, but I'll, I'll tell you, it's not a surprise when you know some of these things have bad days. What They're, color is Mandaloon? Uh, he is a bay colt. What's that mean? Kind of brownish. Okay. You know what kind of horses I like? Gray ones. What do they call that in the business? Gray. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, they should put that. They should put what color they are, like on the. Uh, yeah, they do. They do. It's it's like uh, on the past performances, like up at the top where it says how old they are and everything. Okay. It, it always like most most of them are bay and then like chestnut. Uh, a couple of them are chestnuts. 
if you go to the actual Kentucky Derby website and you click on it on the horses' names, it shows you a picture of them in action. Oh, I should have done that before I made my selections. Hmm. It wouldn't change me on Mandaloon. What is it? KentuckyDerby.com? Yes. Okay. Slash horses. All right. Uh, essential quality is a gray. Oh, yeah. I'm not betting the favorite, though. Yeah. F that. All right. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. This is Ed Tutal Jones, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Dude, I think we're going to make it. I'm feeling pretty good. Down the stretch, as it were, as such, such as it is. So, uh, I know we did this a little bit earlier, but uh, give me a few players you're interested to see where they wind up tonight that you know are going to go 2-3. Um, well, you know, the, the guy that that jumps off the page, and we we've, we talked about him yesterday, and I, I was kind of, I guess, surprised slash disappointed uh, that he, he didn't go. And... Listen, I'm again. I'm I'm no uh, I'm no expert on mock drafts, but when we were when we were talking about guys who could be a steal in the first round, and that's basically all you're looking for. Christian Barmore, who who we said, I, I said yesterday, I bet he goes back up into the first round. The only reason he wasn't going to be a first rounder was because people were doubting his character, and then Nick Saban came out and said. I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, it's a high character. I, I just guy. wonder if there's something else because, I, I, and we talked about the comp to Indomitian Sue, which I don't think is a stretch. That being the case, maybe that scares people. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't Indomitian know. Sue had the same question. Indomitian Sue would have been like a top five pick if if people didn't think he was a lunatic. Yeah, and he was a lunatic. He is. It, it, uh, he's still a lunatic. Yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll put him up there. Um. If in Atlanta, but you talk about a guy who could, you know, we we talk about Atlanta needs somebody on defense, like a game changer on defense. Maybe that could be him. Uh, Jabril Cox from LSU, I think, is going to be interesting to see where he ends up. And uh, let me give, I don't want to give too many, but like one more that I'm really interested in. Oh, a uh, Terrace Marshall. Yeah, I, that, I mean, that was. Uh, I'm just curious about that one for sure. And and. And Rondell Moore, Purdue, is another guy. I, I'm kind of curious to see where he goes because I like, I like wide receivers. I'm an offense guy, but um, I, I like Tyson Campbell a lot too. The corner from Georgia. I liked both both Georgia corners. I liked uh, and Tyson Campbell still on the board. Um, he he is a guy who didn't play as well, um, but his his. Uh, Apparently, all his his workouts went really well, and fit, he's got all the stuff that like he profiles as the the stuff I like in a corner, and really yeah. that the Bills like in corners. The the big, you know, 
hulking cornerbacks that look like safeties. That's what I like, and that's him. Uh, I'm curious about the quarterbacks, Kyle Trask and Kellen Mond, where they wind up. I think they're the the next two to go. And uh, your buddy uh, Sam Cosme, I thought, you know, there's some buzz about him before the draft, but I'm kind of curious how long he has to sit around and wait. Yeah, he's he's long. His build is interesting, uh, but... I've heard that he could be a, a solid left tackle, but I, I think the kid from uh, from Oklahoma State is probably closer to ready. Um, Tevin Jenkins, yeah, and then I saw the guy from Michigan, Jalen Mayfield, still is 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 pretty highly regarded as well. So, um, yeah, there, there's there's a handful of offensive linemen that still pro, that still project as tackles. Yeah, that's pretty rare. Normally. If a guy projects to be able to play left tackle in the league, he's gone round one. This draft is a little bit different because most drafts don't have five quarterbacks in the first round. So because right. there were so many quarterbacks taken, a lot of these guys may have gotten bumped down a little bit. I don't think there wasn't a single safety taken in the draft. Yeah. Like so that's pretty rare. So the fact that all these quarterbacks came up pushed everybody down a little bit. So Two running backs, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where they land. Trey Sermon, who I think can be a good uh, home run type of guy, and uh, Kenneth Gainwell. I want to see where those two guys wind up. I think both of, both of them can play in the right situation. Yeah, I, the running backs I'm interested in are the two kids from North Carolina. Um, I, I think they're both very, very good. Javante Williams uh, and Michael Carter. I, You know, I don't know... Well, it, you know me. I'm I'm not looking to invest deeply in in running back, but if, if you can get one in the third round, I, I'd rather have Javante Williams round three than Travis Etienne or Najee Harris round one. So that that's just my the, the yeah I, my philosophy. I I just I think that while those are the big names, I feel like there's four or five guys, including the two I mentioned, that could turn into really good players for you that you're not investing as much in. Yep. And and so I to me this. This is kind of uh, the interesting part of the draft because I think there's players still to be found. There's impact players still to be found. There's also busts, and yep. you know th- this is where this is where your shrewd teams find guys. Like the Ravens, it's it's almost like if I had a draft board, the, the Ravens are just stealing from it because they they because the things that I think are smart moves, they they pull off, and it, it's always it's always kind of fun to see who they draft in these. Uh, during this stretch because they always get guys who can play. There's one more guy uh, that I- I'm interested in um, that I-, I assume he'll go round three, two, three-ish, I guess. Um, but if you remember, the the Ravens recently drafted a guy named Jalen Ferguson from Louisiana Tech who set the all-time record for, for sacks. Uh, in college, well, there's a guy named Milton Williams who played on that defensive line with him, who is a problem, and has started to look like man. Like, and it's hard to get noticed at schools like that. Uh, but even without, you know, the the all time sack leader next to him, you still cause him problems. So I'm curious to see where he goes. And I, I mean, Jalen Ferguson's in Baltimore. If he ends up in Baltimore, A, wouldn't shock me one single bit because yeah. he's a Baltimore type of player. Uh, but I think wherever he ends up, he's he's going to be kind of a problem. All right. 
ESPN. Uh, one of the listeners was asking about uh, Stevenson, the running back from Oklahoma, where he might wind up. I don't. I, don't, I mean, again, th- this is these are questions better asked Lance if he were here, but I don't know that he's going to go today. Yeah, I, I mean, another guy I, I like, but he had a, injury issues and other things, so hard to say. Um, Still, Curtin said, I saw a stat yesterday, top 10 rated running backs in the NFL last season based off stats were second round or later. Yeah. Well, there's uh, – I mean, the guys that go high other than – like Zeke Elliott. Well, it, that can't be true because no. Derrick Henry was a first rounder. Was he? I thought he was second rounder. What? Uh, maybe he but, was, but I'm friend. old and I drink a lot. No, you might be right. So, but you you look at the guys because it's it's like the guys who've gone in the first round. Leonard Fournette didn't quite work out. Yeah, he was a second. Yeah, rounder. He was a second yeah. round pick. Yep. Zeke Elliott worked out to a point. Saquon was working out, but his knee blew. Uh, Edwards Lair was looking really good until he got hurt. So, and so I mean, hell. It, it, you know, after three years of Todd Gurley, you were like, oh, man, maybe it wasn't dumb for them to take him in the first round. And now, well, it's back to being dumb. Right. And that's, same with Zeke Elliott. Like, yeah. And but you know, that just adds Le'Veon Bell. That just adds to why I'm not interested in picking running backs high because their shelf life is so unpredictable. Yeah. And typically so short. Uh, you know, I've, I've we've talked a lot in the last couple of weeks about rotating quarterbacks I think running back should that should always be the case I mean I'm almost never willing to pay a running back on his second contract I, I'll let somebody else do it you, you don't want to trade it trade for Christian McCaffrey I I'm just, listen I was just trying to get rid of Sean Watson all right <laughs> but no I, I uh I'm okay with taking them late in the first round if you think they're special I don't think a running back should ever go before 10 and that includes Saquon Barkley uh I I just there, there are too, there's too many question marks, and and you and as good as Derrick Henry's been, he's been a pretty good three year run. When they get that kind of mileage on him, uh, I don't I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to do that. I mean, he's a beast, but those guys take so much punishment. Yeah, and you know, and they've used him to death, man. He's like that. He's like the Honda with four hundred thousand miles on it. They just keep driving and driving and driving. Uh, but I would too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why you draft those guys and not say, Oh, we got a, we got a, uh, an elite running back. Let's, let's rotate him. But I think, uh, so the last, here's the, uh, the list of, of first round running backs, the last several taken Clyde Edwards, Alaire. I mean, it's too early to tell. Well, and that was but, such a luxury pick because the chiefs didn't need anything. Yeah. And I, I think, I think he's doing fine. Josh Jacobs for the Raiders. Okay. Sony Michelle Patriots that Rash- didn't work out, Rash- I, and I thought he would. I thought Sony Michelle would be a good pick. Rashad Penny Patriot or uh, Seahawks? No, not so much. Saquon Barkley Giants. Uh, there's still Too potential, early. but man, yeah. it's he it, it doesn't look like he's worth it yet. Christian McCaffrey injured last year, but so far has I, I think the Panthers are happy with what they've gotten out of him. Yeah, but you know, once these guys get hurt, yeah, who knows? I mean, Leonard Fournette. Mm. No, Bucks are happy with him. Yeah, uh, Zeke Elliott. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, if I was the Cowboys, I would have let Zeke Elliott last five years and then hit that trail. Yeah, but 
pretty, I mean, first couple of years, you would have said, oh, yeah, great pick. Yeah. And, you know, I, but can he get back to that? That that's that's always the question. Melvin Gordon gave the uh, he mm-hmm. gave the Chargers five solid years, yeah, and then they moved on. I think yeah, wisely. I, the, and I, I don't know that he was ever elite, but he no. was pretty good. Gurley elite for a short burst, and then not, and then dead. David Wilson, oh god, Doug Martin, Trent Richardson, <laughs> your Texans, Mark Ingram, Ugh. Javid Best, Ryan Matthews, C.J. Spiller. Beanie Wells, Donald Brown, Noshawn Moreno, Chris Johnson. There's one that actually worked out for a little while. I mean, so, I mean, you're talking about one out of every five or six is worth a, a damn. Mm. 2007, Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch both went in the first round. Okay, you know what? There you go. <laughs> 2007 was there, a very good year. There you go. That was awesome. That worked out for him. Oh, geez. Happy year, eh? Okay, that was it. <laughs> uh, 2001, LaDainian Tomlinson and Deuce McAllister both that in the was, first round. That worked round. out pretty well. At, and so did Michael Bennett. Mm, mm. Maybe not mm. as much. How about this? In the year 2000, Jamal Lewis and Sean Alexander were both first-round picks. Uh, Jamal Lewis, Sean Alexander, two elite running backs. But also in 2000, Thomas Jones, Ron Dane, and Trung Candidate. <laughs> Trung Candidate? Yeah. I can't even remember that's that. That's a made-up person. It's got to be. That is a made-up person who went in the first round. Yeah. So stop drafting running backs in the first round. Just pick them up off the scrap heap somewhere. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the Texans, one of the great successes in the history of the Texans is Arian Foster. Yeah, yeah. Finding him for nothing Un- and making a player out of him. Uh, is- undrafted, yeah, and... The reason he went undrafted is because he had fumble problems his senior year, and there were some character concerns. Which I don't think I don't know why. I mean, he never really had he's, those. Kind I mean, of he's issues. a weird dude. He's weird, but he's not a he's not a bad him. guy at yeah, all. No, I mean, all right. You know what? We only have one segment left. I can't believe it. I didn't. I never thought we'd get this far. Believe it, Fred. Right. Believe it. You know what? I, I think we should just do another two hours. Tell Charlie Come to on, man. tell Charlie to bleep off yeah, today. Take the day off, Chuck. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Yeah. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. Featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. One final segment to go, you magnificent bitches. What a fun morning. I added uh, King Fury to my uh, my recommended horse. I just tweeted out my uh, <laughs> my my uh, totally uneducated horses to play in the Kentucky Derby. Rock Your World, Dynamic One, King Fury, Medina Spirit, and my favorite, Mandaloon. It's fun.
fun word to say. It is a fun word to say. Mandaloon. Yeah, and I, I'm telling you, that's the kind of horse that uh, it wouldn't shock me at all. Oh, it's going to make me so much money, Fred. I'm going to be so rich. You'll be able to retire. Oh, I'm out of here. Um, but uh, just programming notes, you got uh, Charlie Palillo coming up next. And uh, they'll be followed by Nick and Joel. And then Lance and presumably John, maybe Lance and Dell for sure, will do four to six today. And the draft uh, starts at six o'clock. So no late hits tonight, right? Yeah. Even though it's on my thing here. Yeah, no late hits. Yeah, I forgot to delete that yeah, this that's morning. Right. I, I, I mentally deleted it. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's what will be happening the rest of the day. And uh, we'll be back in our usual time slot on Monday. Um, unless, you know, we decide to just change everything up and do this for the rest of our lives. Could be. Yeah, you never know. You know. Hoffman may just decide, hey. I might do it. This is what I want to do. And you, you, you guys can go to the afternoon and talk golf all day. No one will care. All right. Let's... I've, got a, I've got a little interesting tidbit. Are you familiar with uh, Esme Bianco? Mm, no. She was Roz on Game of Thrones. Which one? That chick. I don't remember her. Hmm. Let me see. I'll, I'll pull up a picture of her in uh, in costume and and see if you can recognize her there. Here she is. She looks much hotter here. She was the uh, this girl. Still not really. Yeah. Still not. Uh, well. Uh, either way. Well, I guess not registering. Maybe, maybe she's not as. Uh, is she was the girl who who was the girl who was um he's it, it was the girl that he that Joffrey killed in season three no no oh, you need to rewatch well anyway <laughs> she th- this makes this story less interesting. I thought maybe you would remember her um she was she is now accusing Marilyn Manson uh, I did see that of story. sexual misconduct. Uh, and it's kind of a, I don't know, a weird story. Uh, she, she says that she was drugged, tortured and raped by Marilyn Manson. And they met, uh, after his divorce in 2007. Uh, and then she, he requested her to take nude photographs, but played it off as a joke. He flew her to L.A. in 2009 to film a music video for his song, I Want to Kill You Like They Do in the Movies. And this is when the abuse began. The actress claims upon arrival she learned there was no film crew, just Manson, and she was expected to stay with him, be on call 24-7, and wear lingerie as her costume. She alleges she was given drugs and alcohol and subjected to threats of violence and rape was tied to a prayer kneeler and beaten by Manson with a whip while he told her, or a whip he told her was used by Nazis, and then he electrocuted her. What the? And then apparently uh, they kept a long-distance relationship going. Uh, I feel like that's maybe time to break up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, Army Hammer wants to start eating you. Maybe, maybe you break yeah. up. All, All, right. Right. All right, let's do stupid stuff. Yeah. Stupid stuff we said this week. It wasn't called the orca. It was the killer whale. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. One of my golf buddies just reminded me. It, it, it had a red shaft and this big red. old silver head that was hard as a rock. That's what she said. Yeah. 
You don't think that that guy is trying to hit on your wife, do you? No, I think he was messing with the little baby gator that lives in that pond now that people have become fascinated with. Mm, there's, there's a baby gator? Yes. It's about two feet long. That's what she said. Hmm. That's, that's no baby where I come from. <laughs> no, uh-uh. <laughs> Just going to say, you know what you need? A jaguar. <laughs> Jump in that pond and pull in? it out. Yeah. It came in, yeah. Yeah, he pulled that <laughs> We're thing out. We're not doing that again. We're not doing that again. I'm putting the brakes on that right now. Thanks to new brakes. <laughs> oh, I, wanna, I wonder which one of us has a bigger uh, driver. Uh, yours is probably bigger. Uh, yeah. Mark the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, think you were just trying. You were waiting for that. <laughs> so I guess no Lance. No, he's coming on at six. Oh, okay. It says that on your rundown. Does it? Fred doesn't read the rundown. There's too many words. <laughs> I don't think Fred reads. <laughs> Not uh, emails, not rundowns. No, I ain't I, got time for this reading nonsense. <laughs> hey, Bubba, let me tell you what. If it was worth reading, they'd put it in the good book. I'll tell you that, Bubba. Is he a Jesus guy? I don't know. I just assume anybody who talks like that is. <laughs> uh, they'd have made a movie about it by now if it was actually worth reading. Exactly. That's what I told him about my playbook at Arkansas. I said, hey, Bubba, you want me to read this thing? You better make a movie. Does it involve a fumble? That's a low blow, Fred. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> Madison Lily is the one that, from UK that everybody loves. Kentucky, not country. Okay. Uh, Madison Lily? Madison Lily. I'm going to follow her on Twitter. <laughs> Stalker. <laughs> what? I, I'm, <laughs> to, I'm a fan. My yeah, bad. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm a fan. You guys okay. aren't real fans. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's only creeper if you follow her on Instagram. Yeah, I would never do that. I would just search her name on Instagram and look at her stuff without actually following her. Everyone knows how to do that. Yeah, the people in the in, in the uh, arena are watching. <sighs> oh man, was it horrific! Hip hop powers hands. Deshaun likes the ones with great hands. He's not going to be. He doesn't care. Deshaun's Deshaun not going to be with Deshaun. Yeah, and I think Deshaun worries less about hands and more about thumb. Like he just wants the thumb. It's just where. Well, I mean. <laughs> You see, now, I don't want that in my head. You know how long it took me to get him air thrusting out of my head? Shame on you. I'm sitting there trying to do serious draft talk here. Oh, sorry. I didn't know we were being serious. (laughs) I'm not being that serious. (laughs) Cold take, Jim. It's not my fault you're not cultured enough to love jazz music. See, that's another one that people give me grief over that all the time. And I played in jazz band. I played jazz at one time. Can you do jazz hands? Uh, I don't think I can. (laughs) Now it's too late to happen. So right. now you can probably well, say you can safely say, you know what? Next time, if, not, if he asked me, I would probably say yes. Is it really right, too late? I mean, there's a right wide there. open course out there. It's too late now. It's too no, late. There's no, some no, no, trees. No. They bought him for 18 holes, and it's over. They could have bought him for 19 holes, but that wasn't offered today. Now Trey, next time knows. <laughs> now Fred's just become full Jacksonville fan. He don't read. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to read. Fred is. Fred almost looks like he's from Jacksonville too. Now that he's growing his hair out, you're uh, starting to get that Jacksonville look. You could mullet it out. Not really. Trim it down on the sides. Party in the back. Business in the front. Come on, Freddie. <laughs> if you ask Trey to sleep with your wife, the good news is Trey won't finish. Right, well, it'll just hump her for a little while. How and then, can you yeah, say so, this on the radio? So there's not going to be any diseases or anything like that. Trey will, or Trey, will get, Trey will get your lady to her destination, and then he'll stop. Yeah, and then he'll go sit in the corner, shamed for a little while. Mm-hmm. Stupid stuff. We said this week. Oh boy, good old Trey. Uh, I mean, if your wife's going to uh, to cuck you with anybody, it should yeah, probably be Trey, right? Yeah, 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 no comment. <laughs> All right, that's good. Not who you'd pick, not uh, your first choice. No, 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 no. All right. All right. 
That's going to wrap it up. Palillo next. So Charlie Palillo. Remarkable. Uh, good job, Aaron. Good job, AJ. You know what? I'm going to give myself a good grade today, making it through the four hours here. And uh, stick around the rest of the day, guys. We will be back in our usual spot on Monday. Enjoy the rest of the draft. Enjoy the derby. Till Monday. Stay sportsy, bitches. Real fun. ESPN 97.5.